Good morning, my friends. Let's skip here again for a, a Sunday morning uh, podcast uh, about creating our own reality and how we do not do that very well. Uh, you know, that's really... Uh, what I'm talking about in the simplest of terms. Um, And I know I have used words like the matrix or simulation, and I think those ideas and concepts uh, are right. I I think we have created a false reality out of a false sense of self and the thoughts that that false sense of self has projected. We have created, if you will, a false reality, a matrix, a simulation of what reality could really be, what reality is in actuality. Um, and I'm convinced that if, if we look at the world objectively, if we look at it with some objectivity, if we're able to step out of our own wants and needs and thoughts, which is a very difficult thing to do, we can objectively look back or look toward uh, this reality we've created and see that it's not everything. I'm able to do that in a couple ways, you know, uh, years of, of off and on meditation, of off and on spiritual practice finally led me, I think, gosh, maybe five or six years ago, to that place where I realized I was not my thoughts. I think we spend a lot of our time in this life believing that we are what we think. We invest our identity into uh, the false reality that we've created. And we invest our thoughts there. And our, our thoughts actually are the things that create the reality. Uh, we project into the world uh, a thought. And what we have not understood fully is that we are not our thoughts. Our thoughts are a vehicle for creating, at least to whatever degree humans can, a reality. Uh, Let's say you want to get in better shape or you want to learn a foreign language. That thought that uh, you want to get in better shape or you want to learn a foreign language is the genesis of that reality. However, it is not you. You are learning a different language or you are getting in better physical shape. It's that you, it's that I am that allows you to see with objectivity that we don't live in a real, actual reality. Uh, you are something different than 
your thought, you are something different than uh, your actions. There is a you, an original you, a spiritual you, if you will, a soul, if you want to use that kind of language, an energy, if you'd like to use that kind of language, that is actually separate from your thoughts and your actions. Now, the reason we struggle with that is because when people hear that, <clears throat> what they really hear is a lack of accountability for actions, right? I don't know if you remember Flip Wilson, an old comic from the 60s and 70s, who uh, had a, an act where he would get in trouble and he would say the devil made him do it, right? We th That whole idea of placing blame onto something else other than who I really am is in fact a part of the dualism that you're caught in, that I'm caught in, that we're all stuck in. The idea that we are not our thoughts, we are not our actions, will trigger within us that learned response of dualism. We are programmed folks, our, our, our brains, these complex storage processing computers called the human brain and the human nervous system, they are, we are programmed in dualism, right and wrong, good and bad, us and them, dark and light, uh, you know, left and right, up and down. We are programmed to think this way so that we can make sense of reality when in fact it does not work. And that's the point of this podcast. It's the point of this theory that the idea of dualism, although it may keep us from in our ego state doing harm to others, to ourselves, to the world, it may be useful in the ego state, in the in the state of ignorance that the world is in 99% of the time, does not re represent, does not fully uh, show us uh, reality. Matter of fact, it, it keeps us ultimately from seeing reality because there is only one reality, and that is love. I'm convinced of it. The only thing that is real, really substantial, really eternal, really transformative, really um, helps us grow, really helps us be human, is love. So as we grow into hopefully more mature spiritual <coughs> beings, we can acquire the ability to see and thus to master uh, to some degree. We acquire the ability to see that we are not our thoughts and thus we are not our actions. We have control over those and we can choose to live out of a loving reality or we can choose to be stuck in dualism. Now a lot of people will remain in dualism 
and try to be love there. We'll try to um, incorporate uh, you know, generosity and love into that sort of egoic, that ego state, that false reality, that matrix. And, you know, you have people who have changed dualism, the matrix, for the better, right? You have people who have done kind things within the context of the false reality. And it inspires us. We, we believe that's what good really is. We believe the, the pinnacle of being is to be loving in this false reality, when in fact it is not. It might be helpful in the false reality. The pinnacle of our being, the goal of the spiritual quest, is to understand that dualism, that the false reality, the the, the political um, structures, the economic structures, the religious structures that are hierarchical, that are about haves and have-nots, that are even about things as kind as helping other people, are really false constructs. Now hear me, I'm not saying don't help other people. By God, if you see someone hungry, you're ne- we're never going to make it out of the, this reality if we don't feed people, if we don't address the injustice. We can't turn our back on the place we're at for a better place. That hasn't worked either. Uh, that's just another very subtle form of the matrix at work, the dualism at work. But I'm convinced that there are people like Jesus, people like Buddha, uh, other great religious figures, male and female, who have come along and invited us to a whole other reality that is based in love and compassion. That the reason someone like Jesus is put to death by the world is because he invites us outside of what we humans have made into a new kingdom, as Jesus would say. A a reality where love and compassion, where grace and forgiveness are cornerstones. And so I really believe, if, if I can say that, that, that my calling, although it took me forever to understand it, is in fact this, to invite whoever listens to this, and there are not many of you right now, uh, or to invite whoever I can through any means possible to be able to see that we humans have the capacity to create. What we don't have is the training, what we don't have is the awareness to create the actual reality that we should be existing in, which is in a reality of love, a reality of, of humans, rather than judging other people, being grace-filled first, 
rather than determining people's worth because of the color of their skin, seeing no color of their skin, seeing no difference in us. Uh, you know, the, the reality that we should be living out of is not about haves and have-nots. It is about abundance and everyone having enough. But we have created systems, folks, that don't allow that. And that's the point. We have created economic, political, educational, family systems that don't allow people to be the fullest expression of who they really are. And who, they, and who we really are is not our thoughts and not the actions that come from those. Those are tools to create. Who we really are is love. And I'm going to leave you with that. Take care, my good friends. Take care. And I pray, I hope, that you understand and can convey and can incorporate into your life the idea of love. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.